Hey, welcome back to the Vince Del Monte podcast show. This is his brother Adrian here today, and we are talking about evening routines. I first started hearing about evening routines when I read The Gap in the Gain by um, Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan, and they called the last hour of the day the most important hour of the day, and I was skeptical because I'd heard so much about mornings, right? Like The Rock has made mornings popular, and I saw like a meme from Ed Milet the other day saying he breaks his day up into three days, six to 12, 12 to six, and 12 to six. He says he lives three days in a day, and you know, it starts with this early morning, and, and you hear a lot of guys talking about early mornings. But when I heard, you know, the comments from uh, uh, Dan Sullivan about the last hour of the day, the evening routine being even more important, it made a ton of sense to me. It made sense because I have tried to wake up early before, and I usually last a couple weeks, and then I just get exhausted, right? And, and you have one sleep-in day, and then it turns into two, and then maybe three, and then you're kind of back to what you were doing anyways. A good evening routine is important for a couple reasons. First of all, it makes your morning routine sustainable. But second of all, it might be the only hour in the whole day where the whole family is kind of like together in the house, maybe on the same page. And so there's lots of opportunity in the last hour of the day to set up great workouts, to connect with your spouse, to connect with your kids. And so in this episode, we are talking about how to establish an evening routine. It is a reshare from the Forging Elite Fathers podcast hosted by Kevin Torres. Uh, I was on that show earlier in the week and Kevin and I had such a good conversation. We thought you guys would find it valuable. We also have included in the show notes our free guide to optimize your evening routine. It's a three-part series, very short videos that talk about like the importance, why evening routines are so important, and really specifically how you can optimize them for better connection with your kids, better connection with your spouse, more consistent workouts, and even, surprise, surprise, here it comes, more sex. And so it all kind of all comes together around that evening routine. I hope you enjoy this conversation. If you do, please share it on your social media, or even better, drop us a review. Enjoy. Today's episode, I'm joined by a super special guest, Adrian Del Monte from Bedrock or Meta Bedrock. You'll correct me. And uh, I'm super <laughs> stoked that you're here because um, every time you and I chat, it's always a really awesome time. And I love talking with you. The other day, I was thinking I should call you. I wanted to just talk to somebody. And I was like, I think I'm going to call Adrian just to chat. And I was like, wait, why would I do that? <laughs> well, <laughs> so thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. You know, we are going to stick with Bedrock not men of bedrock. And the reason is a couple of my friends are like, it sounds a little bit cultish. And we're like, like this men of thing. So yeah, bedrock yeah. is a verb. It's what we kind of uh, are helping guys build good foundations to support their family. Uh, similar to what you're doing, Kevin, right? And so yeah, I love being here. We'll have a good talk today. Hell yeah, man. Well, you know, like for me, it's like the, I, I'm, I would say like primarily just like, I'm just trying to get guys from not doing anything with their fitness to, to moving. Right. And what you're, what you guys are doing is going deeper, like, you know, literally tapping into bedrock, so to speak of like, you know, of who they are at their core and like their habits, their routines, like their relationship with their spouse, their mindset and all that stuff. And like, yes, we do that. You know, we, we focus on mindset and all that stuff too, but yours is a little bit more intentional. There's journaling and there's like group calls and all that stuff. But, um, so, but before we jump into all that, just like, give us like the 30 second spiel, like who's, who's Adrian? Yeah. Thank you. That's a good question. My therapist is helping me work with that <laughs> yeah. one, but 
No, I'm a dad of three. My sons are six, eight, ten. Uh, three boys. Right now, I would say um, our family is moving into the next phase. Like, you know, someone told me about parenting. This too will pass to be replaced by something else. Right. That's my parenting mantra. Now we're moving into the phase of kids are sleeping better in the night. We don't battle around meal times. Now what we're moving into is like sports and athletics. And for me, that's like foundational to who I was. My brothers and I grew up as long distance runners, then triathletes, swimmers now in the gym. And so that my sons are adopting um, sort of a identity around being athletes to me is really cool. Not, not, I'm trying not to live through them or whatever, but like I'm an athlete at my core. And so seeing my sons like asked to play more sports and more competitive sports really is like, okay, this is who I am. It's not just who I am anymore. My sons are adopting it as well. Uh, professionally I'm, I'm a full-time English teacher. I teach high school English and as well as coaching online, uh, with bedrock. So, uh, married, married 16 years, uh, 15 years, sorry, 15 years, married 15 years. And, uh, my wife said to me this morning, as she goes, we got 15 coming up, we should do something. And she (laughs) said, we should go to New York. And my first thought, Kevin, I'm not even lying. I'm like, we're going to Brooklyn. We're going to go see Kevin. (laughs) Uh, anyways, yeah, it'll be fun. So anyways, that's me. Hell yeah. That's awesome, man. 15 years. That's huge. Congratulations, dude. Um, I think my wife and I have been together for that long, but not married. We met in like 2007. So whatever that is, 2007 minus whatever it is. Yeah. But yeah, it's about that length of time. Um, but that's awesome, man. And congrats on, you know, with the, the kids stepping into sports and doing all that stuff. Um, can I, can I actually say something that I noticed on your Instagram that related to sports? And I yeah. wanted to ask you about this and I was going to ask you this privately, but now that we're here, might as well let everybody else here. <laughs> You posted a story of your kids playing soccer and he had like an assist and you changed the caption. You took it down and then you, you posted it back up. Am I, did I really? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that. Yeah. Oh shoot. You're okay. Tell, do you remember what I posed? Yes. The second the first post time was, was big like assist the, from my son. And the, but the first one was, I'm proud of my son. And I was like, oh, something happened here where, hmm. where there was like a, like, I'm proud of my son or something like that. And then yeah. it was like, he changed it to more of a neutral, like less about me, more about him. I was like, I wonder if that was intentional or if his wife edited it, you know, because like my wife, sometimes well, I'll post things. She's like, like, Oh, you could see like, you know, our address or you could see, you know, like our kid's face or something. And then I'll take it down and repost it or something. Yeah. Well, this is a real challenge first, before I answer the question, like some of the habits that we get into with our group are around being, being, being family men. I've always not despise, but it always bothers me when you see a fitness program that says you will become a better husband because you're now like losing 20 pounds. And I understand the correlation, right? You become motivated, you become energized, you start living with purpose. But I really always imagined a brand that would actually teach habits for fitness and then habits for family. But the challenge has been marketing that because we don't really want our kids' faces on Instagram. So we're trying to film from the side or from the back or my kids' my kids' faces would never appear in our feed, for example. So that particular right. post, as I'm thinking about it, yeah, maybe I centered myself too much around like I'm a dad living through my son's great goal. 
Um, or to be honest, Kevin, maybe it didn't get good engagement. Trying to try in a different angle. Uh, but you know, actually, to be honest, that I think that's like one of my highest ones because you know it was a cool play that my son it made. It was a good play. Yeah, it yeah, really it was a good play. play. But my son, I, I think a lot of dads can relate to the fact of wanting to bring out the best in their kids. I mean, that's just maybe that's what you never know what the algorithms were awarding. But I think in that moment, people thought maybe, hey, this is cool. Look at this kid. Uh, his father's celebrating him. That's something I aspire for my kids to have success. So um, share away. Anyways, I don't know if that answers the question. I'm, I, no, no, no. I, yeah, no, no. I, <laughs> One of the things that, um, you know, we do in our house with regard to like, you know, being proud of our kids versus them developing their own sense of like, you know, worth is we try not to say like, oh, I'm so proud of you for that. We try to say like, wow, that's so awesome. Like you must be so proud of yourself, you know, just like, little nuanced things like that is sort of like, it's less about like, you know, you don't have to please mommy and daddy. You don't have to do right by us. You just have to do like well for yourself. Like you have to do right by you. And as long as like, you're happy with like the work product that you created, that's all that matters. It's less about what mommy feels or what daddy feels. And it's more about like what you feel. Yeah. And I think you can create, parents can be really intentional about creating a growth mindset for their kid. Like if you say to your son, um, you're really smart. That's like a fixed identity. Like you're a smart person. And then let's say right. they get a low mark. Then their whole identity is like, wait, I thought I was smart. But instead, if you say, if, you, if you're nuanced in your language and say, hey, uh, you're a really hard worker, right? That language or, or, you know, you're getting good marks because you're working really hard. Then they associate their identity with an action they can control, hard work versus an identity that they can't really change. Like, am I smart or not? Well, I don't know if I'm smart or not. However, I know if I work hard, I will get, you know, better outcomes than if I don't. So I think parents can be really intentional about that. I have to watch it too because my sons have made like rep teams, uh, like competitive teams. And so if I said, yeah, the boys play rep, that puts more pressure on them than if I say the right. boys go to the park and play soccer for two hours a day. Like there's just, there's, there's nuances and parents can be intentional about how they, you know, about how they foster their kids' identities. Love that, man. Yeah, I'm going to be like, Go get daddy a beer. You're the fastest beer getting kid ever. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. Um, so really, um, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about today is, you know, we talk about morning routines all the time. Like I'm an early riser. I wake up early. I know you do too. Um, you know, I post on social media when I'm working out in the morning, my, my, whether it's a picture of my dumbbells or, um, you know, the, 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 the street that I'm running down and you also post on social media early in the mornings, like your acts of service, like the things that you're doing uh, for your family, for your wife first th to set the tone for the rest of the day, as opposed to, you know, and obviously you focus on your self-development as well. But um, so yeah, we're both on the same page with regard to being an early riser, but you're taking a new spin on things and you're saying, hey, being a morning person is great, but it really starts in the evening with the last hour of the day. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. Well, every, I don't know what, who did it first, or I think there's like the 4 a, isn't the 4 a.m. club a book? I think it's a book, like the 4 a.m., maybe the 5 a.m. club. So mornings have become, I think, quite um, sexy. Let's call them that. Like I wake up early, I'm a, I do the morning thing. And, and lots of guys online are talking about waking up early. And a lot of dads know if you don't do it before your kids are up, it's probably not going to happen. Whether that is whether that is working out, whether that is um, 
I don't know, maybe you want to wake up and read your Bible, whether it is uh, getting out for a walk, like whatever things that are for you, most dads recognize that's got to be done before my kids get up. So a guy will come into our program and recognizes, yep, it's got to be done in the morning. How long do they last by going to bed at about the same time and then just cutting an hour off their sleep? I, I think two weeks, right? I think about two weeks, a guy will go and that's, let's say like four or five times a week. Maybe they sleep in on the Sunday. And then after two weeks, apathy punches them in the face and they're just like, you know, Kevin, uh, uh, sorry. Um, yeah. Apathy just is like, why am I doing this? Like, what the hell? I'm exhausted. Okay. I see a few pounds lost or maybe more than that even, but I can't keep waking up early. And so I think if you want to make early mornings sustainable and early mornings aren't about early mornings, early mornings are about taking back your body. They are about maybe taking back your faith. They are about installing these like good habits. But if you want to make that sustainable, like to be a man of fitness, to be a man of faith, to be a family man, you have to get your sleep, right? I'm 40. Like I can't just run on four hours sleep for more. You know, sometimes you have to, like if your kids are sick, dad, sometimes you got to suck it up and wake up. But you can't make, I'm just going to go to four hours sleep and then three hours sleep and then 1.5 hours sleep. You can't, you can't do that. Your body as you age needs rest. And so we've started focusing on the last hour of the day because that's the secret. If you don't, if you throw away the last hour of the day, again, you can wake up early for a couple of weeks, but I don't think it'll last. I see it. I see. It. And then guys think that the solution is why I need more accountability. It's like, no, you don't. You need sleep. You need your REM cycle to be replenished. And yeah. and and I'm and we can talk more about what the last hour looks like. I don't think it's just the sleeping hours. It's the whole wind down, the last uh the last 60 to 90 minutes of the day. How are how is that last hour of the day predicting how you're gonna live tomorrow? And so yeah, we we think that you can't just say, I'm gonna wake up early. You have to yeah. also ask, where am I gonna get that rest from? Yeah, and you know, like you said getting sleep is really important, right? So like, yes, you, a lot of guys will be like, oh, you, I got to wake up earlier. That means I'm going to get less sleep. Um, and and yeah, there are negative drawbacks to having less sleep. You're, you actually be hungrier throughout the day and end up eating more just be, by getting less sleep. So even though your goal is to wake up and exercise so you can lose weight, you could actually be counterproductive and, and actually end up eating more calories throughout the day. One, because you're just awake for more hours of the day, but also because your body is just hungrier yeah. because the the, the 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 hormones aren't firing off correctly. Yeah. And then the other thing I was going to say is, you know, you mentioned, you know, waking up earlier um, and getting one, two hours of sleep, you know, yeah. even. <laughs> so are you telling me that all those influencers on social media who say, hey, I wake up at 3 a.m. every morning. And uh, the first thing I do is I open up, a, I, I tear down a gym and I build it back up every single yeah. morning. Yeah. And I go run 17 miles. Are, are those guys, what are they, blowing smoke? Ke- Kevin, Kevin's being sarcastic. Now, look, there are some people who can run on less sleep than other people. For sure. Like that, I'm not, I'm not denying that. Some people need seven hours. Some people can run on four to five hours. I, and that's not for us to debate. Like if right. you're one of the, if you, if you're exhausted running on four to five hours, you're probably not one of those people. Right. right? And, but, but I also think there are some people use Craig Ballantyne, you know, Craig Ballantyne, Craig Ballantyne, the world's most disciplined man, um, early to rise. That's his whole brand. He is the most disciplined guy I know. And he goes to bed at seven 30 or eight o'clock. Like he, he didn't come to a, he's a family friend of ours. He didn't come to like a family gathering at 9 PM 
or Vince, my, my brother Vince knows Craig and Craig would like leave when they were out socially and go to bed. That's just who he was. And, you know, some people might say like, oh, come on, you're missing out on a good time. But Craig has woken up early for the last 25 years and helped a lot of people by scripting their perfect days, which start with early mornings, but they have to start with early nights. So are there some people out there who are actually living it? hundred percent. Are there other people out there who are full of shit? Yeah. A thousand percent. <laughs> right. For sure. Like, and, and it's not for us to like judge, yeah. but ultimately what I'm going to determine it on is if I'm waking up super early and I become a crank all day because, or by like two o'clock in the afternoon, and then I get home from work at five and, and I'm just like a jerk to my family or falling asleep on the couch, vegging out and fall asleep. On the, the solution is not that I, I should just man up, right? That's not the solution. The solution is my body is running out of steam. Um, and, and it's going to fail me if I don't take care of it. Right. Or then, or then guys will get an injury, right? That's at our age, you get injured, right? Your body will get injured because you're not replenishing it with enough sleep. Um, so yeah, I think, I think we have to talk about, if we're going to talk about mornings, we got to talk about nights. So let's talk about nights because I know like I have personally, I've been a proponent of early mornings for a really long time, not because I love waking up early, not because it's easy, not because it's fun, but out of necessity, right? Like if I didn't wake up early to knock out a workout, it it wasn't going to get done throughout the day while my wife is awake and needs things, while my babies are awake and need things. And by the time they're asleep, I would either be too tired or, and especially in the early days of, of, of the babies, they don't sleep, right? Like you can put them down and you think you're going to get a few minutes and then they wake up. And so the cycle, you know, all night long, which is, you know, so I was like, man, if I don't do anything in the morning, it's never going to happen. So out of necessity, I, I did it. I, I don't enjoy it, but now it's kind of like my thing. Yeah. Um. But I do find myself like, you know, sleepy throughout the day, even at 8am. Like sometimes I'm just like, man, I could really go for a nap. You know, it's like, it's like 8am people are just waking up and I'm already like trying to take a nap. So you know, what, what am I doing wrong? Like how, how can I set up my evenings? What would you tell somebody like, what is this last hour of the day? Um, you know, to prime myself up for the next day. Yeah. I, I think you have to ask, what are you doing in the last hour of the day that is predicting how you're going to live the 23 hours of the day? So what are, what are many people spending the last hour of the day doing? I don't want to, some people might not be doing these things, but the general vibe that I'm getting is escapism, right? It's escapism into Netflix. It's escapism into carbs. Uh, it's escapism into phones. Like we're just searching for dopamine. The last hour of the day for many folks is seen as the great escape, right? Like the escape from my life. You know, it's so unfortunate, Kevin, that we've normalized and we talk about like this in front of our kids that unless mommy or daddy gets like, you know, a couple beers or a couple glasses of wine before bed, I can't possibly tolerate my children. My and, you know, we've got like T-shirts of like, you know, like mommy, mommy, mommy's time or, or you know, like, you know, don't don't bother me while I'm drinking like these kind of things. Those aren't those aren't good punchlines, but we <laughs> I, I blanked in a second. But we've normalized the fact that we need to escape from our lives. We've totally right. normalized it, right? That when the kids go to bed, I get my time. This is when I get my time. And what's so unfortunate about that is when you escape from today by drinking and watching shows and and eating and staying up late and, and just going into your phone, you, you actually cripple your ability to be fully energized and engaged tomorrow. And so we like, we're, we're stuck in this cycle of like, I'm exhausted by my life. Therefore, I will drink and stay up late and eat 
which is going to make me exhausted for my life. <laughs> so I will, you know, and this is the cycle we're stuck in because I think we do see that last hour as me time. Right. And I would love for people to start thinking as more of, of a we time. How can you use the last hour of the day to bring the family together, to bring um, your, your you and your spouse's time together? How can you shift from that me time, like this is my time, to like, this is our time. This is when the family does things together. We fall into each other's rhythm. I, I would like to call it that last hour, an intentional slowing. Like it's still intentional time. I think a lot of people, when they think of the last hour, it's just like, I'm on the couch, I'm out. Versus like we intentionally slow down. We just start moving our feet a little slower. We start dimming the lights. We start thinking about tomorrow, right? You lay out your gym clothes. You make your shakes. You might write in a journal. Um, our family in the last hour right now, we come together. We watch one episode of, we're watching Home Improvement. It just came out on Disney+. Plus. So we watch an episode together. Then we, you know, we turn it off. We kind of all putter upstairs together. And then... You know, actually, as I've been posting, a friend of mine texted me today because Amy and I are going to the gym together. She's like, what time are you guys going to bed? Um, and I said, well, it's our lights are out around 10, but we're slowing the last 90 minutes together as a family. We're just slowing things down so that by the time it's time to turn lights out, we've come together a bit as a family. We've all recharged our batteries. And more importantly than that, I'm waking up tomorrow energized. I'm ready for my day. Like I'm at the gym. I, I, like you say, I, I don't post every single time I go to the gym in the morning. It seems monotonous, which I guess is kind of the point. But my, my point is I never miss the gym because I'm waking up recharged because in that last little bit of time, I'm, I'm just kind of slowing things down a little bit so that, again, I'm going to bed with my wife. I've had a great evening routine with my boys, and then I wake up ready for my day. But I think it's a hard reframe. A lot of people say, like, I don't want to do that. Like, by the time they get their kids in bed, they just want, like, I just want some time for myself. I want some time for myself. And the reframe that I would offer is you get that if you wake up early. Then you get to the gym. Then you can read your, your, the book you want to read. Then you can have a nice hot coffee when you're, like, awake and alert and you're attacking the day, or at least you're approaching the day with purpose. Rather than like, oh, here we go again. Let's get through today. Let's go through the same old, same old, same old so that we can get to that last hour of the day again and drink and eat our cares away. I don't know if that lands for you, Kevin. No, it, it resonates a ton. And, um, you know, I definitely do a version of that myself. I get, you know, there's definitely a tension between like when I put the kids, not when I, when, when you, when one puts their kids to sleep, there's a tension between like, do I go to sleep now too, or do I get to stay awake and watch, you know, two hours of Netflix and do whatever I want, like you said, for me time, which of course is going to then make the next day worse, right? So, you know, like, and, you know, speaking from my own personal experience, like my wife and I, there's like a little tension too, because especially when I first started waking up earlier, I had to go to sleep earlier. I was like, man, I need to go to sleep. It was like 9.30. I want to go to bed. She likes to go to sleep like at 10, 30, 11. She's like, you know, like we can't watch anything together. We can't do anything. It's like, no, we can. I'm just going to sleep now though. I don't want to, I don't need to do three hours of television. You know, half an hour is fine with me. And then I need to go to bed though. I'm tired. Yeah. So, you know, if- But, but, if but Kevin, we should talk about, about that because that's yeah. the biggest thing that comes up when guys are like, I want to go to bed. Essentially what they're saying is I'm trying to change. And how does that make another person feel? Right. Like if I say I'm going to bed while you stay down here and watch six episodes of Real Housewives or whatever, it makes them feel like crap. It makes them feel like, well, like, are, are you saying or, or maybe just left behind? 
Um, and you know what's really interesting as I've been thinking about this? Television, when we were growing up, you couldn't binge it, right? Television was like a coming together, like on Tuesday nights at eight o'clock. I asked my dad about this this weekend. He's like, yeah, Tuesday nights at eight o'clock, we all, the whole family came together and we watched an episode of Home Improvement. One episode. It was over at 8.30 because then some other crabby show came on after and you just turn the TV off. Same with my wife. She said every Thursday night, her and her mom would get the same bag. They'd get one small bag of Cheetos each and they would watch um, oh, the Gilmore Girls, right? Like that's what they would do for years and years and years. And so the screens actually were a coming together. They brought people together. It was It was ritualized around you know, we, we ritualize the connection time around screens. Now we don't see screens like that. Now we see screens as an escape because we consume them differently. You know what I mean? Like as yeah. soon as episode one is over, there's no, you know, you don't have to watch any commercials and then the next one starts. And so we've actually trained ourselves to expect the evening escape can go on and on and on. So please don't get me wrong. I, I, my family watches a ton of TV together. Like we watch movies together Friday nights. We into Actually, I showed my kids Speed. Remember Speed? My, my they both had nightmares, but you know Speed, like Keanu Reeves with like yeah. can't, the car, the, 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 yeah, the bus, yeah. So, but we we that 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 was a connection point for us. We watched it when it was over. We turned it off, and I think sometimes it feels like it's either your way, Kevin, of going to bed early, or it's her way of staying up late. And I don't think it has to be that. I think there's a beautiful like, let's watch together one episode, then we turn yeah. it off. Our favorite show, Amy and I's favorite show this last couple of years was Ted Lasso, um, like the the one with Jason Sudeikis. And Apple TV aired it once a week, right? They aired once a week. So you couldn't, or maybe they, I think they sent out two at the start and then once a week. And it was great. Wednesday nights became a connection point around screen still. But when it was over, there was nothing else to watch. So up you went to bed. And I love that, right? They've just made it too easy for us to binge. Like it's just true. on demand, right? Yeah. And then especially like old network television, you know, like even like towards late night, there was nothing even good on. Right. It was like yeah, right. after the 8 p.m. hour, <laughs> it would be like the news. And then from the news it was like the old time TV shows, whatever, where, you know, locally for us, it was like Cheers and, um, you know, weird shows like Frasier and Cheers and Seinfeld and stuff like that. So, like, if you're really young, it's like, I don't understand these shows. Why am I going to watch this? So um, all that really resonates a ton. And yeah, definitely for anybody out there who's like, you know, experiencing sort of like that, that, that the tension of like, hey, I want to wake up earlier, but my wife doesn't want to, or I want to go to sleep earlier, but my wife doesn't want to, um, you know, sort of like thinking about like, well, it's, they're not trying to prevent you from doing something cool and interesting. It might just be sort of like how it's making them feel about themselves. Yeah. And then just sort of like, like coming to some kind of like understanding where it's like, you know, like, Hey, yeah, we can still watch something, but it doesn't have to be three hours worth. It could just be, you know, one episode or a half an hour worth. Yeah. So you have to talk Like you have to talk. You can't just say, and you, you know, this like, Oh, I, I hated when I was first getting sales training and you know, the, the, well, I need to check with my wife. You hear that on a sales call all the time. And got and 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 we're supposed to say, like, what you can't make decisions. Like, <laughs> that's stupid. These guys end up divorced or unhappily married. Like, yeah, I go talk to my wife about things. We have a and, and I can confidently say we have a great marriage because we talk about things. Like when I say I'm gonna start, <laughs> I would like to start working out earlier in the morning. That has implications for her because if the kids wake up early. Right. And so you in in a marriage, you have to have these conversations. You just have to engage. And then you have to find a place that is going to work for both of you. I mean, you don't have to do that. And you can have an unhappy marriage, a marriage that yeah. becomes tit for tat, which is like, 
well, you got to wake up early this day, so I'm going on a girls weekend. You know, and, and everyone deserves a girls weekend. But if it's in response to one person getting more than the other person, that's not a recipe for long term success. So you have to have conversations around nighttime routines. I guess mornings maybe are easier to swallow, Kevin, because like it doesn't affect anyone. If my wife's still in bed, I can wake up at three or four or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But evenings does affect the other person. Maybe that's why it's a tougher pill. So let's get down to brass tacks then. And like, what is like an ideal evening routine? Because you mentioned like, you know, bringing out your gym clothes or laying out your gym clothes, making a shake or something, uh, maybe journaling or something. But let's, you know, for somebody who's like, okay, you know what? I want to optimize my mornings by optimizing my evenings. What could potentially an evening routine look like? And let's just say for the sake of this conversation, like the kids are already asleep because like, oh, for example, okay. for me, my kids <laughs> go to sleep at like seven 30. So like, yeah. we actually have like two wind downs. Like the first wind down is with them. Like we started like right after dinner, we, we, the TV never goes back on. Um, it's always just play. And then we do bed. We do, then we do bath every night and then, you know, they, they do floss, they brush their teeth and then we get them into pajamas and then we read their books and then we sing their songs and then they're all in bed. Right. It's like an hour long process, but it's like very, very routinized. And then my own evening routine starts around like nine ish or so where I'm now brushing, I'm getting my clothes for the next morning. I'm thinking about all the things that I need to do, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not watching TV or et cetera. So I, I almost have like two evening routines, but like, so let's just say like for you, if you were teaching a bunch of men, like, okay, here's how you optimize your last hour of the day to optimize your next day. What, what does like a, a, a solid routine look like? Yeah. So I would say something you taught me, Kevin, about morning routines. Cause when I first started on mornings, it was like, let's go cold shower, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, build the gym and take down the gym by two forty. you know, and it wasn't enjoyable. So something you taught me about morning routines is that they need to be enjoyable. Compelling was the word you used. I think you can treat evenings similarly. So everyone's going to have a different answer based on the stage of life. So I'm actually going to leave alone the evening or the more the evening routine that you just mapped out. If your kids go down by, let's say, hours before you go to bed, you just mapped out a good one. And I would affirm the fact that your kids, kids thrive in routine. They thrive. All the neuroscience tells us that when kids know what's coming, they, they they live with way less anxiety, right? People who had schedules during COVID did way better than people who were like, oh, what's happening today? Like, what's going to happen on CNN today? So for kids, they thrive in schedules. For my family, it's a little different because my boys are right at the point where they either go to bed at the same time as us or they're, they're awake in their beds when like Amy and I are going to sleep. So I would say at the core of this is as your kids adjust, you need to have conversations with your family, right? So if the kids are changing something up, like one of them is going to stay up later, you need to sit down with your family and say, okay, let's adjust the evening routine. And so the current evening routine we have is a result of like the boys staying up later. It's summer holidays. And so we had a conversation. So ours looks like this. At 845, an alarm goes off in our house, like off my phone. And that's like, okay. Um, time, we're about an hour from bed. It goes at 8.45. The kids, the kids go up and we are, we've bribed them with an episode of Home Improvement. So they go, they get their pajamas on. Uh, while they're getting their pajamas on, Amy and I put our gym clothes in our gym bag. Okay. Then they come down. We all watch this episode of Home Improvement together. It's 23 minutes. Um, and then when the when when the show's over, everybody kind of goes upstairs together. It's, it's somewhere around 9.30 at this point. Um, the boys get three things and they're all quick. They get um, a, a story. I read them one chapter of a book, um, a prayer, 
and we scratch their back. Okay, by about 9.45 or so, uh, Amy and I get into bed, I write in my journal, and it shuts down. Now, that might sound super structured, but in the evening, we're not running it through, Kevin, like, okay, 9.15, time to go, 9.22. It's not like that. Right. It's just that intentional slowing. The family slows together. And, and the reason I couldn't answer your question with, like, assume your kids are in bed is a lot of guys are in a stage where their kids like are like my kids, right? They're staying up. My kids can stay up till 10. They're not exhausted. They're, they're up as late as we are. And so again, at your kids phase, you shut them down at seven 30 and then you do a routine that might look like the one I mapped out minus the kids with setting out your gym clothes, maybe writing in your journal a little bit, but this has to be adjusted for your particular family. And I look forward to these things, right? Like I look forward to the fact that we're going to watch a show together. We're going to read a book together. And then my wife, this is the big one. If I could offer one thing, men, legacy makers, right? Kevin, legacy makers, go to bed with your wife, like or as much as possible, get into bed together or like, don't stay up an extra hour while she's upstairs. This becomes a form of disconnection. Our lives are so busy. We're not really with our spouses that often in the day or when we are, we're either we're parenting, right? It's like active. This yeah. might be the only time you get like 20 minutes to just get into bed, like hold each other's hands for like a second or two and then go to bed. And so if there's something I would offer, again, it's getting on the same page. So that routine kind of culminates with the kids falling, a in, uh, uh, falling asleep. There's some love in the house. You're not screaming at kids to stop screaming. And then you and your spouse get into bed together. I, I know I'm pa painting a bit of a sappy picture here, but I do believe you can't just man up an evening routine because everybody has their own little thing that they need to get into bed and sleep well. So it does require a little bit of intentionality, but I love, I, I love at the end of the day, my, my gym clothes are out, my shakes are made, the boys are happy, not, not 100% of the time. Sometimes I have to raise my voice for them to go to sleep, but Amy and I are on the same page and we're ready for the next day. That was a long-winded answer. I apologize, bro. No, dude, <laughs> but these, I love it. And but these are relationships. You can't just like force it. You can't just say, we're going to bed. Like that doesn't work. You have to have conversations. That's why maybe the answer was long. No, and I just think about, um, you know, all that resonates too. And especially like, you know, go to bed with your wife and, you know, just sort of like have that. Plus, you never know what could happen if you go to bed at the same time with your wife, right? Hey, but. Yeah, 100%, right? And and I think, I think, again, let's talk about sex for just two seconds here. I think men with kids our age, scheduled sex is a thing, right? Like Friday night, we go out on a date, then we have sex like that. That might be when you have sex on scheduled sex. Then there's spontaneous sex. It's rare, but it happens. But I think the kind of sex that we're build, building our marriage around is secure sex. And, and what I mean by that, is, it's a weird way to say it out loud, but what I mean by that is we're secure in our attachment to each other. Because we like live in some kind of alignment, especially in the last hour of the day and just how we talk to each other, there's just a greater chance of having sex when you're connected with each other, when you're secure in your relationship versus this just like, are we doing it tonight? Yeah, okay, we'll do it tonight. Okay. Like it feels so like when you have young kids, guys, you know this, right? Like spontaneous sex is pretty rare. But if you can find alignment in your routines, and you're just more likely to have sex. You really are. Like women need emotional attachment. I think men do too. But I think I think you have to create that throughout the day so that yeah, there is a greater chance that you're gonna have sex at night. I'm yeah. sorry, man. I was <laughs> no, no, no. That's good. That's but I think good. it's important to talk about it, right? I think it's that's that's something in it for each of us. That's very interesting. I like that. Um, and I was just thinking in terms of just like you know, 
you know, just the the evening routine is just almost sort of like a, a unwinding or rewinding of like your morning routine, right? So it's like, yeah, like if you know what what you're going to be doing in the morning, like I need my coffee, I need a protein shake, or I need my gym bag, or I need my gym clothes, or I need my running shoes by the door, I need my car keys here. Like what can make your morning like super smooth? If you could lay that out first thing, you know, at night, right before you go to bed, like you have like your coffee pod in the Keurig or the, the Nespresso thing ready to roll. And you have like your journal out on the kitchen table. So like when you go there, that's the first thing you do. You have your gym clothes or your running sneakers by the door, right? So like as you're walking out the door, it's like my sneakers are right here. Anything that's going to like set up your, your morning the next day, or even make pack a lunch to work potentially, right? The night before to set you up for the next day, I think can go a long way as well. But you do all those things, right? Like as the boys are coming down, look, I didn't map out every, like sometimes they're hungry. What are you going to do? Sorry, guys, that's not on the routine. So when they come down with their pajamas on, they're, you know, maybe getting themselves a snack while I'm, like you say, putting my, uh, my Keurig in the, in the machine. But I think, again, as you ritualize it and you see the value, like I see, you know, it's been years now that I've been waking up early largely in thanks to the fact that I go to bed early, you see the value. And, and this might be the last thing I would say. What kind of man are you becoming when you're when you're when you're staying up late, vegging on the phone, eating a lot of food? Like what kind of guy are you becoming? And I don't mean that like it's like what kind of man are you? I mean literally what are you becoming? You're becoming chronically probably exhausted, cranky, overweight. Um and, and your family's just not getting the best of you because you are up late and you don't feel good about it. No one feels good about staying up till 3 a.m. watching whatever they're watching, right? No one feels good about that. And so when you can just say, when you can convince yourself in your mind, I show up better for my family when I'm well-rested and we've connected in the last hour of the day, you're more likely to stick to this routine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Adrian, well, on that note, um, that was awesome. And I'm, you know, where could people find out more about you, uh, Bedrock and evening routines? Yeah. So we're on Instagram at men of Bedrock. Uh, that is the number one place we hang out. We also have a podcast. Kevin Torres was a recent guest. Uh, it airs under my brother's name, Vince Del Monte, the Vince Del Monte podcast. And so those are the two places. And you're running a, a challenge or a three-part series or something for nighttime routines? Yeah, definitely. So I'm not sure when this will air, but in the <laughs> week of uh, July uh, 18 to 22, if you head to menofbedrock.com, we've got a free evening routine giveaway. It's a three-part, uh, three eight-minute videos that will really break it down, make it super easy to uh, make your own evening routine that I think you can stick to uh, so you show up well for your family. Awesome, man. Well coincidentally it's going live tomorrow july 18th so <laughs> this will be in time for everybody to download that and uh so that should be there ready for you to download as you're listening to this in real time unless you're listening to this in the future which is hello in the future yeah what is it what is it like out there who's the president <laughs> yeah, do you right. still have iphones yeah yeah <laughs> um, then cool how's how, how are we looking um but adrian thank you so much for taking the time to chat you're the man, dude. I, I hope you, I hope legacy makers, you're listening to this and you're like inspired to think like, you know what? Yeah, I've been focusing so much on my morning and I haven't really been thinking too much about the evening and how I could sort of like optimize my last hour of the day with my wife, with my family, um, you know, for myself so that I could actually show up even better, more present, 
more stable, more secure, even uh, for our for our family, for my wife and for our kids and all that stuff. And then the other thing is just like, like you said, like kids thrive on routines, like that's like well documented in schools, I used to, you know, focus on everything was routinized in my classroom. Um, but so do adults, adults really benefit from having just 100%. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like we can go by the seat of our pants, but it's like, oh man, when you just have like a routine life is so much easier. Um, Some people say like, oh, it's a little boring. You know, I like the variety, you know, like uh, varieties and spice of life, but it's like, but yeah, so is certainty and, and, and security. So. Yeah. Yeah. And people say, and and that, and that comes up like evening routines are boring. I don't want to just go to bed and my response would be fine. Be cranky, be overweight, be de-energized. Like you, you choices have consequences. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Adrian. Well, legacy makers, if you're listening to this, you're like, wow, I want to learn more. Go go to uh, Men of Bedrock on Instagram, find Adrian there and connect with him there. And then, so until I see you next time, legacy makers, let's keep creating a legacy of health and fitness, not only for ourselves, but for generations to come. Let's go. Thanks, Adrian. My pleasure.